This is Grindhouse Courthouse After Hours. It was a fucking bad movie. Holy shit. I I remember (laughs) watching it. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) Not like (laughs) there's no time period you could travel back to where this was a good film. Oh, man, man, like I think I only watched five minutes of it like, like consciously. Like everything else, I was just like, it was like brain. Dave, it just kills your brain. Dave, you did a you great job it. though. Like yeah, defending yeah. this, just pushing mm-hmm. through and making blatant <laughs> lies. Good, good for you. Just, <laughs> just you held your ground. <laughs> oh, you introduced enough doubt with the soul magic that it almost had me. Oh my god, <laughs> soul connection. Honestly, though, this movie was definitely like a, a one out of ten. I can't believe it made. I mean, oh. I guess the kids, like, you could do something with like a franchise so, for kids. But oh my yeah. god, it's I think huge. it was just one and two were strong but enough. I don't think it's an indictment of all of them. I don't think it's an indictment of, of the first two. I think the first two still hold up a little bit. Yeah. I think you're right. Because everything I was seeing and talking so, or reading about was that uh, the first two were good, and this one just like. No one knows the why bed. they made this garbage. It killed the franchise. Yeah, I can I can speak to this because again, like each night I've been watching at least like two hours worth of like Ninja Turtles stuff just because it's fascinating. So the the first movie you had, oh god, what's his name that does the animatronics? Jim Henson? No, no, Jim Henson, Henson. Yes. So he, yeah, he designed the Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> uh, Jim Henson designed the costumes for the turtles in the first one so that's why we got them looking very unique they actually had their own characters and then by the second one i don't believe he was involved so they did a redesign to try and make it a bit lighter and in the second one they don't use their weapons at all the one time that leo uses his swords is to throw it up into the roof to kick someone but they never attack anyone with their their weapons because again they wanted to go into that direction of being very light for children to watch the third one, so actually before we get into the third one, so the second one actually has elements that were leading it into a completely different direction where they wouldn't have done the time travel for the third movie. And there was, I think there were scenes that were never released or there was like part of the scripts that they just never got to or never filmed. But basically, do you remember the the one guy from TGR High? So he's at the very mm-hmm. beginning. He's being interviewed the by scientist April. scientist guy? Yeah, so he's the a scientist. scientist. Yeah. yeah. So he's being interviewed by April, and this is where the turtles learn about the ooze, right? And in the next scene, you have that doctor destroying the ooze like he's, I don't know, mm-hmm. putting it into a river or whatnot. So anyway, yeah. the, the idea was during the fight scene uh, where Vanilla Ices and the turtles are going against the snapping turtle and the, the dog thing. The doctor... Taka and Razor. Yeah, the doctor actually takes the mutagen that Kino or whatever his name is, kicks out of Shredder's hands because Shredder Mm -hmm. has like a backup vial that he uses on himself to become Super Shredder. Anyway, that vial, uh, the large one that he had, the doctor takes that and we find out that that doctor is a humanoid. So you know the Krang, like what Krang is? Anyway, there's like a whole race of them. So that alien is operating the doctor. So Teenage Mutant Ninja 3s was actually going to follow that direction where they were going to be going against Krang. So the second movie was supposed to end with them actually going to TGRI to understand that it's run by these humanoids, aliens, and there was still going to be like that time travel element of it, but they were going to be probably taking into space or to battle these Krang bots in like the third movie. But they just decided not to do that, which is really sad. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also there was seven 
other ideas for like following turtle movies that were all canceled so after this one yeah so after the third one they were gonna do tmt the next mutation where this is fantastic so this one was my favorite one the the movie was gonna cover how the mutagens or the mutagen would affect the turtles over time by enhancing their skills and giving them different powers so you had donnie who would form telekinesis and telepathy abilities but his eyesight would diminish so he had like these techno goggles that he would always have to wear yeah, it gets really weird. So it's they're they're going out of teenage and they're going into adulthood for this. And then Leonardo, his new mutation ability was he was able to morph his skin into like a bulletproof, like chrome-like surface. So he's impenetrable. Uh, Splinter would be introduced into more of the fights. So he would have this ability to morph into like this super rat, like this this monster kind of thing. And then Mikey has the ability to project himself as a human. So his turtle features would disappear and then he could be able to like interact with humans freely. And then Raph lastly. I mean, mate. Mating. Mate. Yeah, that's finally. what they're aiming for. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Yeah. April, April's like, yes, finally. <laughs> and then Raph has the ability to morph into like a raptor Raph where he has like fangs and claws. So they like had posters for this like ready to go. They had scripts, but everything just got canceled, which is kind of sad because like this third movie just killed. Yeah, just killed the franchise. Like magic was a bad choice. Like don't <laughs> do it. But they did it. Although I could easily have seen the Krang plotline going horribly awry. Oh, had yeah. it, has anyone actually seen the new ones? Because I think Krang's in the new ones. Yeah, he's in the Michael Bay adaptation. He's in the second one out of the shadows. But I think like I believe Dave has those movies memorized, uh, scene for scene. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> I can reenact right here in my uh, office. I think if they were to do like a reboot of the turtles, I don't think they could do movies right now. I think they would have to do like a Netflix series, like do like three seasons of it and make it a lot darker and grittier and like keep it in New York for the first season and then start leading it into uh, like interdimensional space travel and so on. I'd say yes, but every Netflix show is good for three episodes and then the quality just takes a fucking nosedive and uh, all theaters across the entire globe are closed. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you do what Disney Plus did with Mulan. They released it to Disney Plus for an extra charge of thirty bucks. Yeah. So watch it. It's like I have to bucks. pay money on top of my subscription. Yeah, to watch. Yeah, because it's a brand new movie. It's like fucking Mulan. I'll do it. I'll do it for Mulan. <laughs> it's a pilot, right? They want to test this out with other movies that they wanted to release. So like Black Widow will be the next one that they release for like thirty bucks because that's what people typically pay when they go to a theater. Yeah, because like everyone can watch it in your living room, right? So it's like a family deal. Yeah, yeah I live alone. I don't know. That's it, but if you live alone, it's like thirty bucks for my whole movie. my whole family of, of one. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Do you guys want to go into court of public opinion? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Let's see how this court of public opinion goes. Oh my god. Yeah. Sorry. I'm refusing to talk about surviving the game. Sorry, that was a long tangent. I just got so excited after like researching Ninja Turtles. I I was just like my childhood was being met again. I was just like my inner child is coming out, Dave. <laughs> Well, well, I love that we more. had to blow our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles wad on three, like arguably the worst one. <laughs> uh, not arguably, the worst one, period. <laughs> yeah, it, the worst it one. is the worst one. Um, by the way, Adam, I legit like, you should it's hard to watch, this, guys. Uh, Netflix show, um, The Toys That Made Us. Mm-hmm. They do yeah. an episode oh, on Ninja yeah. Turtles. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I think I, I think I watched that a while ago, but you might have seen it already. Yeah, yeah definitely check it out again. Welcome to a special session of 
the court of public opinion. This week, we have three discussions. Dylan is going to start with his review thoughts of the 1997 comedy, The Pest, since he refused to watch Surviving the Game and believes that both movies are fairly similar. Following Dylan, we will have Tom, who will be sharing his opinion on the 2004 version of Dawn of the Dead. Lastly, we'll have Dave following up what he thought on last week's movie, Surviving the Game. So Dylan, how was The Pest? Okay, so I don't think it's similar to Surviving the Game. I think they're both based, I don't think, I know, they're both based on the 1924 Richard Connell short story, The Most Dangerous Game. Walker, do you remember reading the story in grade 8? I'm pretty sure we were in the same class. Vaguely, although I, I do know what the story is like, basically okay. about. Yeah. Man. Okay, so, yes, man is the most dangerous game. Okay, so in Surviving the Game, it was like this homeless guy, well, this homeless iced tea who gets tricked into becoming the game. In, in the pest, John Leguizamo is an annoying guy who just agrees to be hunted. <laughs> is it for money? Yeah, it's for money. <laughs> so this German manhunter's like meets this annoying John Leguizamo and is like, I will hunt you for how much money would you expect to be paid in order to allow a German to hunt you? Let's go around the table. We'll start with Dave. Dave, what's, what's your number there? I'm going to say about 100 million. 100 mil, okay. Pretty steep. Yeah, I don't want to be hunted. <sighs> Tom? I'm going to say $7.4 million in that range, yeah. roughly. We're doing prices right rules, right? So <laughs> yeah. Dave's 100 million is, is way up there. One dollar. Okay, Adam. Wow. Um, oh boy. Do we know anything about the German hunter before he hunts us? Like, do we know his like what his skills are, or if he's like a decent? Yeah, hunter? guns. His <laughs> skills are guns that he shoots with. Do I know them? Wait, do we get anything to defend ourselves, or are we just like? Yeah. Push uh, yeah, the you get. He gives them something hilarious. It's like some shitty little knife or something. Okay. Um, I can't quite remember. And do we know the environment and how long I, I'm going to be hunted for? Um, Forever. Till, till you either escape or are killed. So this, this hunt could go on for life. That's what you're telling me. Like if I was able to escape whatever... No, it's, it's in a space. It's defined not by time, but by space. So once you leave this space, then you're safe. Okay, well, how, how big is this space? Cause I... It's like a game reserve. So, I mean, you it's can like walk out years. of it. The space is 70 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this movie's actually just about death, how death follows you around for your whole life. No. It's a game reserve. I don't know how big that is. You're asking too many questions. Just give me your damn number. Well, I just thought <laughs> that if I'm putting a, a price on my life, <laughs> that I should ask a few questions rather than jumping into it. Let's. I'm going to go with a cold one billion. Actually, no, no, no. I'm going to take it back because... Mark Zuckerberg just reached a hundred billion. Uh, oh this week. my so I'm going god! Just billion. give me a number. A hundred billion, Dylan. Okay, <gasps> Matthew. Uh, I I mean I, if we're doing prices right rules and Tom just fucked us all, I guess it's I guess you got to do like seven point four million. That's exactly what he said. That's a good guess. Seven point seven point seven point three nine nine nine. Oh, you fucker! <laughs> and that wins it for Walker. That's it. He says he accepts for fifty thousand dollars, like an okay, an okay yearly wage, <laughs> like a nice, a nice die. truck, like a fully yeah. loaded F one fifty. I don't even think you can get a fully loaded F one fifty for fifty thousand. <laughs> 
Um, so he agrees for 50,000, so literally like thousands of times less than most of you would. And the unique part about this is that instead of like being a badass, like Ice-T is a badass and that's how he gets away, uh, the pest is just, he's so stupid that he just kind of falls ass backwards and it's, it works way better as a comedy than a serious movie. That's all I got to say. So basically that's my second opinion. Okay. And uh, I know you brought this up last week. How was the opening scene with the pest in the shower doing all those funny voices? Oh my God. It totally holds up. Uh, we should watch a video <laughs> clip of it. It's, it's just fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Uh, Tom, Dawn of the Dead, 2004. So a lot of these movies that are based off, uh, you know, surviving the game, they make the mistake of having it just be a group of people hunting one person. Now, what if you flip that around and made one person being hunted by everybody? And that's essentially the basis of all zombie media. Uh, it's a few people versus an unending horde. And uh, that's great. You don't need to see Dawn of the Dead. Just think of that idea that I said and assume that it's a good movie, and then you can go from there. I, I mean, I will say this about Dawn of the Dead. It was written by James Gunn, and it, it shows the comedy is actually landing properly. Uh, the emotional beats are all there. It, it works for about as well as what it is, which is just like a shitty zombie film directed by Zack Snyder. And that's, that's fine. That's okay. Uh, I mean, this this is the movie that made zombies fast. Well, this and 28 Days Later, but it's it's fine as far as movies go. I, I mean, zombies are kind of played out by this point. We can kind of thank uh, the Walking Dead TV shows for kind of burning the entire populace out. But travel back to 2004, where there wasn't so much zombie media and you were really reaching for it. You wanted it. You wanted to see the zombies. Uh, and yeah. this, this works. Yeah, that was going to be my okay. like, follow-up question to that, because back in, I'm trying to remember what movies were playing back in like 2004. Do you think that this movie sparked all of the zombie franchises? Because we, back in like the 1980s, we had... I'm, I'm pretty sure... No, I'm pretty sure 28 Days Later, it's like on record that it rekindled. 28, yeah. yeah, like 28 Days Later, sure. it was the initial push that kind of got everything going. Uh, mm -hmm. And then everybody started releasing all of this, you know, media afterwards, kind of in response to that. Mm -hmm. I would say this is the movie that has kind of given us the sort of tropes and whatever else that you see in most things. A lot of the characters are kind of archetypes and whatever else and blah, 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 blah. But 28 Days Later is a better film in many regards. Still holds up, still great on its own, whatever else. This movie is fun trash. And I love it, but it is trash. Do you okay. know Thanks for which coming movie, to my TED Talk. Do you know which movie <laughs> so you, introduced the concept that zombies eat brains? That was the... Um, it wasn't... It, it's, it's the one where they uh, they go into the basement and that thing is in yeah. the uh, the tank, right? I can't remember the name of it right now. That was with the mutant... Or not mutant rain. Acid rain uh, pouring into God, the I, graves. I love that yeah. movie yeah. so much. That is such a good zombie film. What's it called? I think it's Return of the Living Dead. It's it's something yeah it's something generic like that. There was some specific thing where like two guys made the original uh, Night of the Living Dead and like Romero went off to do all his things and the other guy said, "Well, I want to make zombie movies too," so he made that one and uh, it's great in the same way that like this is a great addition to the zombie mythos, but it doesn't push it ahead in any sense. I just way. I just love that that like but but in terms of like the famous zombie movies, that one's pretty far down the list, even though it introduces such like a 
staple of the genre. Well, it, it hurts being dead. And eating the brains of the living makes it hurt just a little bit less. That creeps me out. Like, there's a couple like couple zombie scenes. Like, the scene in... What's the one where they're in the underground bunker? Uh, that's um, Day of the Living Dead, right? Day of the Living Dead, or where Day the guy's dead, head gets Day taken of off. And they do that, like, up-pitched scream that, mm. like, bothered me deeply. And this scene with the half-torso zombie, where she's explaining why the zombies eat Yeah, brains. that's... Yeah. Yeah. Very disturbing. I don't, like, uh, the scene anyhow. with the boyfriend where he's yelling at his girlfriend in the, the attic. Let me eat your bread! Uh, and then she does. And then she does. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> well, I mean, what else are you going to do in that situation? Uh, barely any actors from uh, Dawn of the Dead 2004 went on to have careers. The father. Bing Rames is in it. He did Modern Family. That was like his big break. They're just like... Oh, yeah. Ty Burrell. Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs. <laughs> I don't think... I don't know if Tay Diggs was in... Hey, I'd have to go back and watch it again, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't in that. It's <laughs> oh. Mackay Pfeiffer oh, and Bing Rames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bing, Bing Rames is also in it, but I mean, Bing Rames is unmistakable. Uh, apparently, he just ad-libbed most of his lines in this film. They gave him the script, but he's like, nah, I'm just going to do my own thing. Doesn't he do that <laughs> in every movie? Yes. <laughs> Bing yes, Rames plays Bing Rames in every How single film. How do you make yep. it as an actor doing that? Like, you must be extremely talented to get a lot, like, be allowed to do Ultimate that, right? Charisma, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, really, if Bing Rames said to me, like, look, I'm going to do it this way, what am I going to do? Say no? <laughs> Bing Rames. That's true. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank and you actually, that. in Pulp Fiction, he was supposed to just say, yeah, I'm fine. And instead, he said, I'm pretty fucking far from okay. I'm pretty <laughs> fucking far He's, from okay. The, the script actually said, yeah, I'm, I'm that good. That was ad I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. I love Big Graves. I love him. Uh, but um, it's directed by Zack Snyder, so skip the film. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks, Tom. Uh, and Dave. You're welcome. <laughs> Dave, surviving the game. Because you said you'd watch it. Uh, What'd you think? That surviving the game is, for me, it's like a drinking game. Yeah. Movie. It's one of those movies where it's yeah. like, it's, it's enjoyable. It was okay, but there's definitely moments you just, yeah, they like a longing stare from the hunter. That's a drink. They shoot a tree to drink. Like you see creepy hunter like stuff, like like that pig's head. The, like, that's a drink. The, the jar sun drink. screaming dad. That's a drink. Gary Busey's philosophical yeah. musing. Just like, that's how I view that movie. Deep thoughts. <laughs> I think that... Uh, yeah, that's how I view that movie. That's how I felt about watching it. I think it. that perfectly sums it up. Yeah. Hey, have Gary Busey and great. Nick Nolte ever been in a movie together? Oh, I, we would know about it by now if that happened, yeah. right? Are you that suggesting they're the same person? No one's ever <laughs> they, seen them they, in the same they movie. They strike me. Just different angles. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's like uh, John Favreau and um, the guy who looks exactly like John Favreau, and I forget... Um, I know, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I think they were actually in that Keanu Reeves football movie together, The Replacements. But I think that's the only time. But there are just certain actors where I'm like, you guys are the same person, aren't you? And Nick Nolte and Gary Busey are one. Yeah, because they're just both lunatics. Imagine them in Heat, replacing Pacino and De Niro. If you had, uh, <laughs> Nick Nolte and Gary Busey, <laughs> just amazing. How just insane. squaring like, off great. in that diner. <laughs> yeah, just shouting so, at each other. Who would be Al Pacino in that role? Because Al Pacino is going 
fucking nuts in heat. Yeah. He is just, he's yelling and screaming the entire time, and I love it. Uh, would you rather have Nick Nolte or uh, your worst nightmare, Butthorns, in, in that role? Um, okay, so <laughs> I think... I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with uh, Gary Busey mm. just because I want to see I want to hear Gary Busey say like and she's got a great ass <laughs> like that would be the that would be the line that would hook me in but don't Only waste my too. motherfucking time yeah yeah <laughs> definitely. Okay. Anyway, surviving the game is a great film. Yeah, that's what we learned. Okay, cool. <laughs> but that only if you're pest. drinking to it. <laughs> so everybody approves. Pest is great. Dawn of the Dead. Don't watch it. Surviving the game. Watch it if you want a drinking game movie. All right. So that concludes the court of public opinion. Thanks for listening. See everybody next week. <laughs> <laughs>